Guilty movie pleasure fans, in honor of Halloween this past Monday, we're talking about the my paper stuck to my hand, whatever. No, we're talking about Evil Dead 2, the grooviest horror comedy to ever walk the undead earth. Dead by dawn! Dead by dawn! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's guilty movie pleasure. Shake weight dance. It wouldn't be a guilty movie pleasures episode if we didn't start it off with the shake weight dance. No, indeed. I had a much cooler intro planned, and then the paper sticking to my hand threw me off. Keeping you on your toes. Dead by Don. Dead by Don. Ladies and gentlemen, in honor of Halloween being Monday, and because I refuse to let Halloween go quietly into the night, I like to let it linger for a week. It's a war on Thanksgiving. I like to. This is a war on Thanksgiving. We're doing that. We're starting that here. Yes, yes, we're starting a war on Thanksgiving here, where we're just going to continue Halloween through November. Definitely no Christmas decorations yet, even though the Grove is already decorated to the it's max with that. Abysmal. But we're talking Evil Dead 2. I got uh, Jesse McIntosh back with us, as always. He's here to stay. We got a special yeah. guest tonight, Dave Kane. He's a good buddy of mine and fellow comedian. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Dave. I'm Dave. Uh, <laughs> That's all we need to know. Moving yeah. on. Perfect. That's my jam. You have a sketch team, right? I, I have a sketch team called Tiny Muscles. Check you guys out. I, uh, I'm writing for a cartoon called Splash and Bubbles right yeah. now. That's going to be out November 23rd. Where at? For the children, for the preschoolers. But I also wrote <laughs> A horror film. Yeah, where can they find that? For the preschoolers. Well, that's not out yet. Okay. It's at uh, film festivals now. That's out. Around. Are you able to tell us what it's called? I know what it is. It's called The Sub. The Sub. uh, The Sub? Is it about... It's a sandwich? About, it's about a substitute. It should be about a sub. That, yeah. That's, when I do the sub trilogy, I'm yeah. going to do one about a submarine sandwich, uh-huh. one about a substitute teacher, yeah. and one about a Russian submarine. And I then, like that. Yeah. Not a yellow submarine. No. Because that would be played Yeah, right like, like Soviet or, but Cold it's War. The, in, in the, Soviet submarine, the Soviet submarine is filled with ham and cheese. Yes. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And the guy is like, this is, I'm not, this is not usually my job. I'm just filling in for somebody. Yeah. I'm the substitute sub-commander. <laughs> I love it. The sub-trilogy. Well, we'll get more on where to find David Kane at the end of the show. And uh, up, what now, though, I want to focus on Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, Dead by Dawn, that whole sequence there. Can we just play the Dead by Dawn so people know what I was... We want what is yours. Life! Ah, oh, so creepy. They they have a goal and they have a timetable. They do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want what's yours. I, I bet Life. they have a vision board also. Like if you get if you go into their adolescent their rooms, mantra. yeah, they have something up there that's like Every that's day, I want life. Dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. Dead by dawn. So I, I had seen that. Here's I, I want to talk about how each of us first came upon watching this movie and and our first experience with it. Uh, Jesse, as usual, it'll be uh, rather fresh for you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for me, I grew up watching... Uh, my buddy Corey introduced me to Army of Darkness, which is the third in the Evil Dead trilogy. I feel like we shout out Corey in every show. We what up, Corey? Corey? What up, Corey? Oh, and I am wearing an Ash vs. Evil Dead t-shirt. That has nothing that sh- to do If you're not Corey. watching Ash vs. Evil Dead on Stars, it's eight ninety nine a month. Just get it for one month and blow through all two seasons, because it's amazing. It's It's so fun. They're halfway through the second season... It's everything this movie is times ten. It's gory. It's silly. It's smart. It's it's got Lucy Lawless in it. She's badass. It's got Bruce Campbell again. It's it's just it's a really really good time. And it's the original creator Sam Raimi and all that. So 
check out Ash vs. Evil Dead on Stars. But back to this, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. I saw Army of Darkness when I was a kid. Because I wasn't really... I was a chicken. We talked about this on the show a few times with all the horror movies we've been covering this month. And I was, I was scared of anything creepy when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? And so Army of Darkness was a real easy, easy way in. I think I was like 10 maybe when I first saw it. And I remember being like, this movie's awesome. Because it's more of a... It's almost like LARPing with zombies and a dude with a chainsaw hand and, and a boomstick. Like that's <laughs> it is like LARPing. It's like how yeah. I would like to LARP if it was well, like, oh hey, what kind of what kind of metal do you want to wear? You know, uh, chainsaw it's, hand. It's like it's like LARPing, but that's like the first time anybody ever made like a low budget sword and sandal yeah. epic. Uh, you know, on a on a like budget. Yeah. And then that led to like uh, Lucy Lawless and Xena Warrior Princess cuz that's like the first time they were like, "Oh, we could do this on like a TV budget." And so uh and so basically then you get Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because So of, because of Army of Darkness, because of Army we can Darkness. thank Army of Darkness for having Game Draw of Thrones. Draw a straight line from mm-hmm. one to the other. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's pretty great. So Army of Darkness was in it was the one I watched a ton. I didn't even know that Evil Dead 1 and 2 existed when I was a kid until, like, maybe, I think, late high school or early college. And I saw Evil Dead 1, and I was like, what the hell? This is way different. I think I saw it in that order, where I saw Evil mm-hmm. Dead 1, then I saw this, and I was like, the scene alone where he's smashing the head around, <laughs> and then when he has to chop off his own hand and his hand attacks him. I was telling Jesse when I was warning him about it, I was like, just to give him a, a, a kind of an, a context, I was like, it's like Three Stooges with ultra gore. Is what this movie mm, is, and mm, it's so yeah, fun. Yeah, exactly. And I, I love this movie. I think I have to revisit Army of Darkness because I haven't seen it in a few years. But this may be the best of the trilogy, even though Army of Darkness is my nostalgic favorite. Yeah, this is like definitely like the pinnacle of the two. Like the some people like this, some people like Evil Dead, but this is like a Sam Raimi movie with yeah. a capital R. It's like, so ridiculous. Whatever the hell that means. I like it. I, I understood it. So, like I remember. It's like movier. Movier. It's the capital R it's at the yeah, end. The movier. Is at the R. Yeah. yeah. So, Dave, exactly. what was your? Because well, actually, let's. Because yours is a little bit more. Yours is better. Yours, you're going. Well, mine. Because you were saying how when you went to school in Michigan, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, like Sam Raimi's like the man there because that's where. Yeah, I they, went to. I went to Michigan thing. State. Yeah. And uh, and Sam went to Michigan State and uh, Rob Tappert uh, and uh, and Bruce didn't, but he like hung out. And they were like he was the weird guy that he was, he the was like the twenty five year old guy at frat parties. He was yeah. the he was the Matthew McConaughey or, or was it Ben Affleck in Days and Confused? Who's I think the, it was McConaughey. It was McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah, the yeah, McConaughey yeah. from Days and Confused. Totally. Perfect. And then yeah, like uh, so so they were the people that came out of that school, even though they like dropped out and and went and made Evil Dead and then went so, on. So yeah, it wasn't even their film yeah. degree, but that school, Michi- Michigan State, is like. Sam Raimi went here mm-hmm. for one, just like MacGyver for went like, to maybe Ohio two University. Or three years, yeah. Exactly. MacGyver went to Ohio University for a semester, and there, and he got expelled for rolling a keg down Jeff Hill. And everyone's like, MacGyver went to our school. It doesn't count if they got expelled halfway through the year. But wait, MacGyver rolled a keg down a hill. It was probably for a purpose. It's I probably, would think it was it's probably yes. It was probably some for yeah. some other reason. <laughs> <laughs> it was prior to his MacGyver days. Oh, okay. Was he, was like he was training. He was in training. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, he was working things out. So when did you see this for the first time? When did I see this for the first time? I feel like I saw this for the first time in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did. Was Army of Darkness your intro? Army of Darkness was the intro. Because this is the quintessential movie when you were a kid and you would take a walk 
down the horror aisle just to like be a little oh, scared. Yeah. And you'd see that cover. This cover right here, that skeleton. Like, I remember being like, <gasps> that. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the movie. Nothing at all. Something this is about, never in the movie. Yeah, no. Something about that uncanny valley of like the eyes still being in the skeleton. That and uh, the dead alive. Cover. Yeah, the dead alive cover oh, was, yeah. was uh, super with the with the skull with the skull in the middle, right? Oh yeah. It, well, it's like no. coming out of her, like her. She's like holding her mouth open, and there's a again skull. something else that has nothing to do with the movie, no, but it was so iconic. It's a cool image. Yeah. Though. Oh yeah. 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 Terrifying as a kid. Did it freak you out when you saw oh, this movie? When I saw this movie in high school, oh, so even in high school, I yeah. was a super. I'm still like a super horror movie wimp, and like uh, that's why we have you in between us right now, so yeah. that you feel safe, so that I can be like, ah, yeah, so that you can, yeah, help me. But so uh, so then uh, in high school, I developed this ability to just talk through the entire movie, and that's how <laughs> I would get through it. And then I got like, oh, I would hate watching a movie with you in high school. Oh yeah, but actually, like a lot of girls really liked watching a movie oh, with yeah, me. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Uh, like, oh, that worked out great. Yeah, it worked out great. So then I'd like it'd be like Dave and eight girls and me being like, "Oh, don't go in there! What are you doing? This is crazy!" And they're like, "This makes it so much easier to watch a horror film." I would, so, kind, of, I would kind of like to watch a video of you watching. <laughs> I would not like to watch a movie with you, but I would like to see this happen because it sounds fascinating. Yeah, it's like Mystery Science Theater three thousand with eight women and Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds amazing. <laughs> just like, just anxiety bubbling over. Oh, totally. Yeah. totally. But so then that was like how I watched this uh, the first time. Yeah. And also, like, this is a really good movie for you to feel like you're watching something that's super scary, but it's, it's not. not that scary. It's not. But it has, yeah. like, even the. The deadite sounds in it, like that voice we just heard with the "We want what you have live." Get my gun, and just like because part of what scares me is the and scares anybody is the unexpected. It's it's the same thing with comedy and horror, where they're both closely related in in reactions. Right. right so right. when you hear these creepy, weird sound effects and these very macabre, like deadite things flying around, and their mouths aren't moving, so it's even weirder. Right. right. And then the ones, so it's it's just the. You're shocked by the things that happen because you can't predict this movie because it doesn't. You can't predict this movie because you're just like, what the hell's gonna happen next? It's so weird. Exactly. It's super just out like there. this podcast. You can't. You predict can't predict. This podcast. You can't predict it. You, so now you guys are going off script right now, Jesse. Whoa. What? <laughs> hold the cue card a little higher, <laughs> Jesse. What was your uh, initial reaction? Since have you seen any of the other Evil Dead? I have seen or? nothing. I have seen no Evil Dead movies. I have seen no, none of the series. Asher's Evil Dead. Um, so you know I didn't anything know, about it. I didn't know right? anything about it. I knew that it was going to focus on the portion of the dead that are evil. Yep. <laughs> and not the like cool chill dead. The cool chill dead. Yeah, chill. De- well, there was like one chill dead guy, and they were like, the be... dad ended up being like pretty chill. He yeah. was. He like showed up and was like, "Oh, but you there need should to... be some. There should be some guys that are like, "Hey, man, can I have your soul? Yeah, come on, <laughs> yeah, no. hey, looking for a soul. Uh, just really like hey, we'll, we'll work for souls. <laughs> <laughs> what are these voices? Why, why do we sound like Aaron Neville asking for? Uh, I think either of the Neville brothers. Yeah. So, I think we could be right now. Not to get us. Uh, no, 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 not what, at all. What, so what was your reaction? Um, so you to gave me you, you gave met... me a little bit of a heads up, which I appreciated. Um, just uh, you probably just, needed it a little. Genre context assume, is important, yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. it like it it could go in a couple of different ways, and at different points in the movie, it does go in different ways. So at some at some points. Um, Ash is like very serious and like trying to figure this out and afraid for his life. Um, at some points, there's blood gushing through the wall, 
um, which is never explained, and then just sucked back into in the, the wall. Absurd <laughs> amount of blood. Ever. Yeah, and then you talked about like the head um, that he puts in the vice, and like his hand chasing him around, and like um, just like by all accounts, Ash after the first five minutes of the movie should be dead. Mm-hmm. Just like the abuse that he takes. So there's a lot of like slapstick elements involved. Um, so just. A heads up so you know what you're getting into. Um, but once I was sort of mentally prepared for it, um, I was it was really enjoyable, like, for, for all the things that you guys are saying. Like, awesome. it's it's sort of, it's a soft landing um, as far as, like, the horror genre goes. Yeah. Um, and, like, there, there were several moments of the movie where, by myself, I laughed out loud. And I'm sure my wife was like, what the hell? Like, I thought you were watching <laughs> Evil Dead. Like, what's going on oh, out yeah. there? Um, but I, like, yeah, like, was audibly laughing um, both, like, with them and then at them. Um, it, was, it was just a lot of fun. That's awesome because I feel like uh, I still feel like I owe it to Jesse to make up for the fact <laughs> that I made us watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we still have the after effects of that. But uh, he's, also got, he's also got to watch Trick or Treat and Return of the Living Dead and The Purge Anarchy. So those are all solid. That's I think four we did wins. one more. Four mm-hmm. wins. We did another one. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it was. Anyway, so now before we get too the deep, speech. too far off the rails, The King's Speech, the most did horrifying Did you guys do The King's Speech? <laughs> uh, I mean, hilarious. I've seen it in my life. So we're going to do the plot in under three minutes. Uh, we're going to try and do this the plot in three minutes and i'll start it off and we're going to keep going back and forth until uh our heads explode and are we ready in the booth steve okay in three two one so we start off with an opening vo and they're talking about ash and his girlfriend linda and how they went to the forest in this cabin in the woods and they're all hanging out and it's like hey we shouldn't be here but ah the owners won't come back anytime soon don't worry about it hey let's let's get groovy and all this stuff and then Boom, she gets possessed by the Deadites. Oh, what's happening? Oh, I'm being attacked by her. Oh, shovel to the head, cuts her head off, and then she dies, you think, and her head comes back to life. He bites his hand, he's flinging it around, he slams it into a, gri- a vice grip, chainsaws it, and then what else? So, so wait, so he, he gets possessed and gets thrown oh, yeah, through yeah. the forest right, and lands right, right. in this puddle, um, and then the sun comes up, and he's like battling, the, the spirits are battling with the sun, and then the spirits exit his body, and so he's like, fuck, I gotta get this under control. So he gets in his car, he goes back to the bridge that he came to the cabin on, and the bridge has like disintegrated. Yeah. Um, and so, okay, uh, then cut to the, the two people who are like bringing the scripture back yeah. to the cabin. They just happen to have the exact pages you need. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Perfect. Um, so they're coming back to the cabin, um, and then they hit a roadblock, and the guy's like, oh, I can't come through here. Bridge is gone, but I can take you through the forest. Cut. With, with Bobby Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the woman named Bobby Joe. The woman with two male first names. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Dave. So then uh, um, then cut back to uh, Ash. Ash, uh, it's getting dark again. Ash has to deal with the evil dead again. Uh, he, his uh, hand, right? His hand. His hand flips out uh, for some reason. and just then, turn, it turns black yeah, and craggly. Just turns black and craggly. And then he goes into the kitchen. He starts smashing dishes over the top of his head. One of my favorite sequences. Yeah, so good. Uh, then he, uh, he uh, gets a chainsaw. He chops off his hand. Uh, and the hand... Uh, with no repercussions. Yeah. yeah. He just cuts his hand off. Fine. Yeah, he feels good yeah, after he's that. Fine. He's yeah. fine. And then, he, uh, uh, the, then uh, the hand... Uh, Chases he chases around the cabin, starts shooting in his hand. Uh, blood gushes hand, out of the blood walls. Gushes out of the then walls. Then the other. Then he's aiming again, and boo! You hear something, and then you realize, oh no, it's Bobby Joe. And then overalls—that's all I know him as because I don't ever remember his name. But overalls comes in and starts beating him up, and they throw him down in the cellar, where you realize that. Uh, 
architect, whatever, the archaeologist girl. Henrietta. Henrietta's down there. The mom. The mom. And he's like, get me out of here! And then they let him up, and overalls gets tugged in. Is that way later? That's way later, but that's okay. That's right. Oh, and then Kendall gets possessed, and he's like, we want your soul. Dead by dawn, dead by dawn, dead by dawn. And then what happens? Fuck, I can't remember. Everybody dies. Yeah, everybody dies. Everybody keeps getting possessed. Bobby Joe gets flung out of the out of the or she runs out of she the cabin taken and she gets taken and off you never see her yep. again mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Uh, okay. oh, oh uh, so they get the pages they go and they get yeah, the pages yeah. and then Ash gets possessed yeah. um, and then so he's trying to stop her from uh, getting the pages they throw the pages down at the basement um, Ash runs down after the uh, spirit leaves him again yeah he um, goes and gets the pages he goes and gets the pages he does the, the chainsaw to, oh, yeah. to his wrist chainsaw yeah. groovy and then he goes and bites him and he chops her up shoots her suck on this swallow this shoots her in the face and they go back in the time Army and of Darkness. And, Army he's, of Darkness. and he's, and he's king. Yes. He's king. Wow, that's really hard to remember all the... Yeah, because that movie just goes, okay, you're doing this now. Yeah. Okay, you're doing mm-hmm. that now. It's so hard to remember movies that are really uh, non-linear. Because yeah, like, we didn't even explain when the whole cabin like goes crazy. Yeah. And he's like, it's all <laughs> laughing. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into some of our favorite scenes here, because... Um, the opening bit, Dave. Can you give context? Uh, so the funny thing about for this, what happens context. with Evil Dead One? Yeah, and how much they? Because if I remember right, I've only seen Evil Dead One once or twice, and it was a while ago. But if I remember right, they went up to the cabin with a couple friends, right? Right, right, right. And it's a slow burn to a crazy ending. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's basically the first ten minutes of this movie, but, and they just cut out the friends. Is the whole movie? But they like, cut out the friends. Yeah, in the, in they the cut book. out the friends in in Evil Dead Two. But uh, yeah, like in Evil Dead Two, he's not—he hasn't been to that cabin before. Yeah. So it's not technically like a, a real sequel. Uh, it's technically a remake that expands on mm-hmm. the third act think, of the first movie. And man, I—it's—it's it's been a while, so I, I feel like, how does Evil Dead One end? It's like he—that's when he gets possessed, and that's like the I think end. So I don't remember. It's like that's how it. So yeah, I'm. Let me just say, I'm glad that that is the case. Like, I didn't know any of that, and I came in, and I was like, Ben, fill me in on Evil Dead 1, and he basically told me that. It's like, thank God, because the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was like, They're, they are packing a lot of stuff in <laughs> <Right>. here. There's <laughs> a ton. And, like, he turns on a dime when his girlfriend gets possessed he just straight kills her and doesn't like sweat it this Mm -hmm. is the thing i'm i'm confused about in the rules of the (laughs) of the evil dead universe even in the show ash versus evil dead because ash gets possessed then when the sun comes out it goes away then he gets possessed again and when he sees his linda's necklace it goes away so why does ash just brutally murder deadites that are newly possessed instead of trying to make them remember. You know what? In every I context. never thought about that before, Ben. That totally uh, <laughs> mixes things up. So then, in a di- like, there yeah, right? It does. It I never, I never thought. Because then that. you're like, man, why doesn't he just? Try and get Linda to turn back that's instead a, of cutting her that's head off. Hilarious! He is just murdering. Especially all since of he knows people. he can turn back. Yeah. Unless here's the thing. He's unless, been turned into a deadite like a thousand times. Un- unless what it is is that Ash is the chosen one, yeah. and that's why he can fight it. Yeah, yeah. That but must then, be it. but that then, okay. Be. But then also in the I beginning really care. sequence, I, think it's awesome. I don't care either. It'd be cause... way boring if he talked them all back from being deadite. <laughs> I'd rather had, like, see him chop everybody. A psychology session. He's like, lay down on the couch, wait for the sun to come up. Burn. Yeah, you're not really evil. You're just misunderstood. On, dead. Um, but so then the first sequence where he's getting chased through the house by the deadites. Yeah. 
Um, the deadites roll through the wooden walls with no problem. They just like bust the whole house up. Yep. And then for the rest of the movie, he's like pretty safe in the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless he like creates an opening. They just, then they can know, come it's in. It's because they, they choose, they have some more forceful uh, deadites that are. Yeah. Disembodied sometimes cameras. Sometimes they're doing better. Sometimes yeah. they're a little weaker. That shot's incredible. I know it's probably not all one shot, but it looks like it is. Yeah. Where can we play the Deadite <laughs> sound effect? Because it's so scary. The Deadite number one. Always oh, just zooming through the forest to the door. To Ash. Through the forest, yeah, it's so good. It sounds like they're chasing him on an ATV, <laughs> like a little, it's just like they're on some sort of motorized vehicle <laughs> off roading. Ghost camera <laughs> ATV, <laughs> yeah. So, we're already so we get that the rules are a little fast and loose, but which is fine, it's fine because like, yeah. it's, it's fine. all a vehicle to just see him murder like, the shit out of some. And they sort of establish it right away. Like there are like there are rules that when we need them we'll use them, but like when we're not using them, just sort of let them go. Right. And just yeah. enjoy what's going on. Well like if you see if you see like like a bad horror movie, mm-hmm. they do that all the time, but then they do that in a way that's always like either uninteresting or like have you ever seen uh, Rock and Roll Nightmare? No. No. Oh, it's crazy. It's hilarious. It's like ridiculous because you're like you're like, oh, this came out of nowhere, but why? Yeah. And this one, you're like, this came out of nowhere. I'll go with it. It's sure. awesome. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. F- uh, for instance, um, when this, <laughs> when he's hanging out there after Linda's dead, and he, uh, he, her corpse digs herself back out and is now naked, uh-huh. and the ballerina sequence with no head on is amazing. It's the stop motion. It looks like something out of Nightmare Before Christmas, decades before Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. what and I thought. It's yeah. Incredible. And then the fact <laughs> I was cracking up. I already mentioned this, but when she bites his hand, and then he's running around the cabin. You mentioned this too, where he's, he's slamming her head. Every it's so funny. It's yeah. a, and Bruce Campbell's physical comedy in this. It's the right balance of over the top without ever getting too zany. I don't know how he does it because he goes batshit in this. But it's always somehow, it's like when we talk about Ace Ventura, how yeah. it's, uh-huh. it's always still somehow grounded in something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Because we talked about it in Ace Ventura, we talked about it in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, when the like when brother, it when yeah. it wasn't grounded, and it really took me out of a lot of what was going on. But this felt like, you said a lot of the physical comedy, a lot of what he was doing with his face, because there was a lot with like the eyebrows and oh, a lot yeah. of like, facial expressions it's going berserk. Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that all felt like part of the world that I was watching. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you mentioned when we talked about this over the weekend at the convention uh, mm-hmm. about how I- him going comedically insane and how, and how you were saying like how uh, it's funny because you right. want, where, right, right. where like in saying. normal yeah. horror films, people don't react to the situations. They just, they don't yeah. react appropriately. And, like, they don't react... They don't... Uh, like, he keeps getting knocked down and getting back up. And I really feel like... But he's the, crazier each time. Yeah, he's, he's affected by it. he's crazier each time because uh, because this has become his reality. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's just like, I don't know! He has so, no grip on reality in this movie. And yeah. it's awesome. Because when, he's, when he sees the naked corpse dancing, can we play number two, his scream when he wakes up from his dream? And that's like 20 minutes in. He's already at that stage. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. you see a naked corpse dancing. Yeah, it's a, right. I, I did appreciate that would like be where I would be. Yeah, yeah. Part, like in in the first ten minutes when I was, it was a whirlwind, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" <laughs> like her doing the ballet dancing, like her alive doing the ballet dancing was remarkable to me like i made a note of that i was like that's interesting like normally like when people are seductive dancing they're doing something a little like slower like more inclusive or you know yeah. something something that you could bring real the other person in and she was just like ballet dancing like what, what like, is happening like right a headless now? nutcracker yeah, yeah. so yeah. i'm, I'm glad just hops off into the dark <laughs> i'm glad that was part of her so, her yeah. dead persona as well and we mentioned uh bobby joe which she's hilarious because uh i don't even know the the Archaeologist girl and Ken, we'll call her study girl and, and Ken doll. I don't know, but study girl, and Ken study girl and Ken doll. So Bobby Joe, when she's introduced, she comes out of the truck and she like hawks a huge loogie of of chewing tobacco. But she's very attractive, right? And like she doesn't read as redneck as <laughs> no. they wanted her to. Yeah, yeah. So this, I like saw her, I, like the group of the four of them. I was like stock character, stock character, stock character. And then Bobby Joe, I was like, she, this, I bet she thinks this is her opportunity to be like something that she doesn't usually get to do. You know what? She's not bad in it. It's just she physically looks nothing like like the part. They didn't like make her dirty. They didn't like give her a hat or like anything. Her boyfriend overalls has like missing teeth. Yeah. It's like, how did. Right, come they on. They just uglied him up. I mean, that's even, that would be even extreme for like 90s sitcom standards with like. Kevin James and, and, uh, <laughs> and his wife and all that. Like, Maybe she's just rebelling against she, her parents. He's clearly older than her and way creepier looking. But I thought that I just remember laughing out loud when she's like, I'm Baba Joe. And it's like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Amazing. She was like, I'm really going to get my hands dirty with this role. I'm really going to sink my teeth in. I get to play a, a hick. And then they, so we already talked about the, um, the, beating the shit out of the head around the house the hand noises to me were really funny when the hand comes alive and his physical comedy went with like making the hand do like poke him in the eyes throw him around picking up the plates and smashing it on his head hilarious mm-hmm. then when he's knocked unconscious the hand is dragging him oh, that's so cool and can we play number four because the sound effects here <laughs> And then he gets he stabs the hand. And he stabs the hand and takes the chainsaw, turns it, uh, every the rest of the movie he needs to rev it several hundred times. Yeah. This time just one rev with his teeth. And can we play number 5? This is what he says as he saws off his own hand. It's a little drowned out by the chainsaw and then blood everywhere. Ah! Who's laughing now? And just that iconic movie so moment, good. like horror movie moment. Mm. Yeah, the, right there. The, that I dressed up for Halloween. You can see it on my Twitter page as Ash from Evil Dead, and I had the chainsaw hand because it's it's so iconic. It's that it's that moment where you're like, "Holy shit, this is happening!" This, oh! I don't know what to do with improving with screams so far, but we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll figure out something at some point. Oh, did you notice that when he, he covers the hand with a bucket, that the book he sets up on top of it is uh, a farewell yeah. to arms? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I thought was so funny Strong and choice. clever. Strong I thought that was so good. Underneath it, it says just like like famous authors. It doesn't yeah. say isn't that Ernest Hemingway? Yeah, I think so. It doesn't say Ernest Hemingway. It's even it. better. Yeah, it's, it's even better. By famous, and the hand doesn't stay in there very long. It gets loose, 
And that's when he, it's running through the walls, and he, he keeps not taking a shot when he has very clear shots for it. And then when he finally hits it, can we play uh, Gotcha Sucker, number six? Gotcha, didn't I, you little sucker? See, uh, there is something this reminds me of, actually. Um, my dad, growing up, we had mice in the attic, and mm. he, he was really against mice. And so I grew up with this miceophobia where I was like, oh, man, mice are disgusting creatures. And then when I actually saw them, they're really adorable. But my dad instilled miceophobia in me, and I remember he put mouse traps up there. Not to be confused with the awesome game that took four hours to set up. No, oh, yeah. but actual mouse traps actually... that murdered mice. And I remember he would stand up there at certain parts of the day because that was when they would scurry around. And when he heard one of those snap, he got up there and he brought it out. And there's this dead mouse carcass in there. And he just looked at it and said, "Gotcha, didn't I, you little sucker?" I just before we move on, I just want to point out that mouse traps don't murder mice; people murder mice. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Painful about um, the mouse trap yeah. lobbyists. <laughs> but I, I was going. I went trick or treating on Monday because mm. um, you can never be too old to trick or treat. It's debatable. No, no, it's not debatable. I want everyone out there to know you're never too old. If you wear a mask, you're never too old. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but so I was going around, and I got to a house, um, and I had gotten mostly like. Snickers and Butterfingers up to that point. Uh, and I wanted some variety in my yep. in my plastic pumpkin. Um, so I rang someone's doorbell. I said, trick or treat. They uh, brought out their candy, and I looked through, and I, like, scanned their bucket. I moved a bunch of stuff around. I saw one lone lollipop mm-hmm. in the bottom, mm-hmm. and I reached it, and I grabbed it, and I put it right up to my face. I looked at it, and I said, <laughs> wrong one, wrong one. Oh, that might have been gotcha, the right one. Didn't, you little sucker. You were so excited you screamed first. I screamed first. Screamed mm-hmm. first. Dave, you got anything for us? If uh, not, it's okay. Oh, well, you know, you've got a, a baby that's yeah. about to happen. Oh, yeah. Really soon. But, yeah. And it could be. I have to actually keep checking my phone every once in a while. Just every once sure in a while. Just make sure. She hasn't gone into labor. That, uh, that that oh, no, she hasn't. We're it, good. It won't that's happen a, immediately if she does. Yeah, so you've right? got time. i got time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when, uh, when, uh, when Renee is, uh, is, is pushing and pushing, she may scream like... Uh, I thought you were going to scream. I thought you were going to go with uh, when I'm bottle feeding because uh, my wife, when she's oh, yes, if, yes, I, yes, if yes, I'm yes. trying to give her a break from breastfeeding, if I'm bottle feeding the baby and I finally get it to take the bottle, I'm just going to be looking at her and going, "Gotcha, didn't I, you little sucker?" She's sucking on the or, bottle. I love it. Or like love when, it. when you have. Uh, your baby around and like she's old enough to like start to understand words and start to talk and so you don't want to curse around her um and so you call like when you get like you stub your toe and you're like mother sucker um just to like soften the blow a little bit and then uh and then she can be running away like into something dangerous you can just grab her and be like gotcha didn't i you little sucker or if you ever run into a vampire family and the kid is a real asshole about it Mm -hmm. you know you just punch the little vampire kid in the face and say gotcha didn't i you little sucker i don't know why i just reverted to punching a vampire kid punch kids well no not kids punch kids vampire kids you heard it here first ben begley punches kids (laughs) punch vampire kids so we're gonna move on from that even though i loved it um (laughs) So then the house, after the blood... Oh, so he shoots the wall, yeah. and it starts trickling out. That's why he says, got you good, you little sucker. And then, what was your reaction when uh, fire hoses of blood come yeah, pouring out? Yeah, there were like four of them. 
I was it's, like, what is back there? I thought they were going to reveal like, something, like something was going to blow through that wall no, and just be like no. a, an army of zombies were coming through. But it wasn't. No. It literally like just got him dirty. Yeah. And then a vacuum sucked yeah. all the liquid back into the wall. And he was like, well, that's the blood wall. Back upstairs. <laughs> and then the wall. And then every. Then the, lamp, that wall. Yeah. the lamp starts laughing and the books and everything. In fact, the whole house goes nuts. And then Ash goes even more insane. Can we actually play the uh, number seven? The house laughs. <laughs> The lamp when Ash is going. <laughs> I love that scene so much. The physical humor in that scene is is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think we forgot to mention that this all happens because they they unearth the Book of the Dead that's written in blood, and and the pages are bound or the covers bound with human skin. And the the guy who found it, who's the dad of Study Girl, I think we call her, um, mm-hmm. he he reads from it into a tape recorder, and then when it's read out loud, it un, it unleashes these spirits, the the deadites, and then when they play it again, I guess it makes it worse. It just so every time you play it, it just brings out more. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like the deadites uh, portal to Earth is like real. It's a short window. It's like an elevator door. And if right, you don't put your right, hand, right. if you're like, oh shit, I didn't know we were getting called. Uh, hold that elevator to the cabin for me. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, because they play it again, and then, and then more, more shit, happens. shit happens. Yeah, like the yeah. trees come alive. When the trees are beating the hell out of the cabin, <laughs> it's so good. It's crazy. Because it, like, oh, yeah. it looks really, it holds up still for oh, how it holds ridiculous up. It, it holds is. Up. Well, it holds up because it's like, it's like, you know what's going on. Yeah. You know you know what's going on with the filmmaking, yeah, it too. Fits. It, fits it fits the rest of yeah. the, the and, whole and you're, movie. And you're on board. It's you're always cohesive. on board. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. So the house laugh scene, and then um, when Bobby Joe and all them arrive, and then he gets thrown down there with the demon Henrietta, and we actually have a clip where, uh, first she's singing, what is she singing, You Are My Sunshine? Henrietta? Is, is that what she's singing? Wait, so b- before we get to Henrietta, yeah, please. I do want to just break down their first interaction. Yes. Where he shoots... Bobby he, Joe. Yeah, he grazes no, no. Bobby He Joe. shoots out the door because he hears noise and he just blindly shoots. And then it turns out this group of people comes in. Uh, they beat the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, As you should. And then they throw him in the cellar and they're like, That's <laughs> done. It. Yep. He's in the cellar. Let's, let's play this yeah, recording. Let's chill. <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, she got grazed. We think, but we never like. Yeah. She just has her hand over her arm. Yeah, the for whole the time. amount of blood that's been happening in this movie, yeah. she's like, I got shot. It must have. I think it just ripped part of her mm. denim jacket. Like, or she's just so badass because she's Baba Joe. She's Baba Joe. She's that was so she, she actually took a bullet to the head and she was like, oh, that kind of hurt. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ace Ventura style. Yeah. She caught it in her mouth <laughs> yeah. and spit it out. Yeah, yeah. What if she just kept talking about how much she hates trees before that? Trees are like Baba uh, Joe. But I hate those trees. And it's like, why does she hate trees so much? And then finally it's like, the trees attack. It would be funny if they did that scene with the blood rushing through the wall. And then they did her getting shot scene. And they were like, all right, give us the fake blood. And they were like, oh, you need more fake blood? Oh, shit. Oh, Uh, we just used all the fake blood to to shoot out of the wall. I would love to know... Uh, how mu- many gallons of blood this movie? There's a, I'm sure. Oh, there, yeah, there's a bunch. In the hundreds, uh, the scene where uh, uh, the hillbilly guy, where he gets eaten, it's hilarious oh, how it's, much. Uh, there. Oh, it's so, so good. good. You can see her not being able to keep it together because she's getting just drenched with so much. Because he gets dragged down in the cellar by Demon Henrietta, mm-hmm. and as soon as he gets dragged down, just 
buckets, not even buckets, it's like four fire hoses just spray out of the cellar, and she's just like, ah, 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 holding on to it until he just goes in. If there was a a closet full to capacity with blood, and then you open the door to the closet. That's how, like, yeah. it came in a wave like it's that. so it just, crazy. Like, blowed out. Which is amazing, because there's not that much blood in the human body, clearly. Oh, God, no. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And that's what Ash vs. Evil Dead gives you. It gives you buckets of blood every episode. At one point, he flings a deadite up into a ceiling fan, and it gets chopped to pieces by a normal ceiling fan. Not mm-hmm. like an industrial, like, blade-type fan. It's just like a wooden ceiling fan. <laughs> on, on low setting. It's <laughs> just, yeah. like, kind of cruising so around. So good. I love yeah. Sam Raimi for that reason. So I want to play the clip with Demon Henrietta. Clip number eight. Can we play that? That one's in my fridge cellar. Someone with a fresh soul. <laughs> Someone's in my fruit cellar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is the worst fruit seller of all time. <laughs> she really doesn't like trespassers in her fruit seller. I mean, maybe just sit and maybe put a sign up. Yeah, because like if it, if it were me, I'd be like, "No, you're good. I'm gonna stay I'm out good. of your fruit seller." Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't we, need a fruit seller. Can we just play that one more time? Because I love it so much. Once in my fruit seller. That's a pineapple. That's not a person. Someone with a fresh soul. But see, that's a great no. that's a great example where. Sam Raimi mixes horror and comedy really well because those voices are terrifying. Mm-hmm. They're so weird. Well, it and sticks in your head. Yeah. Like that Someone's in my that fresh soul. And the pitch goes all over the place. Yeah. It's that's so uh, creepy. That's his brother. That's all Ted Raimi doing? Yeah, that's Ted Raimi. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the voice, but the person in oh. Henrietta, the Henrietta suit that's amazing. is Ted Raimi. That's his brother. And then when, <laughs> when he shoves... When he shuts the thing on the eyeball that falls into oh, yeah. the in flies into Bobby Joe's mouth, I thought mm-hmm. that was going to come into play later. I it thought, never yeah. did. Like I thought I for thought, sure, like she was going to turn, like her stomach was going to turn yeah. on her or something like that. Something, but, but they it know, was it was gross by itself. She gets mm-hmm. sucked off into the woods by trees, and yeah. uh, and we don't know why. But before we already played the Dead by Dawn, so I don't think we need to do that again. But oh, let's play it again just because I love Dead by Dawn. We want what is yours. Life. <laughs> There's so much weirdness going on in that, that sound. You know what's crazy? I saw, um, you know, they have like fragrance commercials. Yeah. And it's like uh, Love by Giorgio Armani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was one uh, that was, it was for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a spookier scent. Um, and it was Don, Don Essinger. Famed, yeah, yeah, famed yeah. scentitician. Yeah, Don Essinger. Scentitician's. Yep. Uh, it's a hard major to to get. It's, it's like a. It's like a. God, doc, it's, it's, it's on par with doctors. They only have a couple available in each program. Yeah. in each school across the country, it's tough to get into. Um, but I was watching on TV and I saw this commercial for a new fragrance by Don, um, and it went it went like this. We want what is yours. Life. They really hammer the name of the scent smells, home. Smells, smells like, uh, like rotting flesh. Yeah. Like a, yeah. <laughs> I was debating how dark to go. Like, it smells like a nursing home. And then I thought that might be too much, but I just said it anyways. It smells like poop. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. So, Dead by Dawn. Oh, my God. How much time do we have, Stephen, in the booth, by the way? Three hours. Ten minutes. Perfect. Four. That's enough. 
That's enough. I love this movie. So Bobby Joe just is after that point when she eats the eyeball, she's like, "Fuck it, I'm out." Yeah, I would be too. Bobby Joe was so mm-hmm. tough until the eyeball hit her mouth. I mean, and that, that's enough to break any the Cla- toughest classic saying. T- <laughs> like, it's all good until you eat an eyeball. <laughs> everyone always said that to me when I was a kid. <laughs> remember that, Jesse. Yeah, remember. That's gonna come it's into, into play good. in all your good. life. It's all good until you eat an eyeball. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So you're she right. runs off in the woods. Uh, the, then she gets attacked by the trees. They're piercing her face, which is all, uh, if I remember right, a reference to Evil Dead 1 where there's an infamous tree rape scene. Yeah, there's a, what? like, yeah, there's in, a tree rape scene. Evil Dead 1, like, that scene Explain is, like, Explain your a mission bit state, much. to me. Like, it's a bit much. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, like, yeah, that one, like, because there's just some, like, weird sticks going up into places that sticks shouldn't be going up into. And so, yeah. They, yeah. so in Evil Dead 2, they threw back to that? They were like, remember that scene that upset everyone? Remember that scene? Just well, they're like, hey, remember that scene? Well, we're going to do it off camera this time. We're just going <laughs> to drag her off. She goes over there, and they then did, they get real weird. You know, the the new Evil Dead, the remake, actually did a good job of taking all the stuff from the... And, and justify if you haven't seen the Evil Dead remake I don't know what your opinion of it is on it but I loved it because I thought they did a great uh, job of justifying why they don't believe her and why they stay there have you seen it? I haven't okay well I'll just give you the basic premise is that they're, you find out that these friends are taking uh, their sister I think it's the one guy's sister to this cabin because she's it's an intervention, and she's a drug addict, and they're trying to get her to go cold turkey. Oh, awesome. So yeah. she, so when she starts hallucinating and seeing things and getting pale and getting sickly, and it starts happening to her, and she starts getting possessed by the deadites, they think she's just going off from not mm. having any drugs, and it makes so much more sense why they won't let her leave, they don't let her have a phone, all this stuff, so check it out. It's mm-hmm. gory as hell, and mm-hmm. it's awesome. But anyways, back to this movie. Uh, so then we already talked about how overalls dies. Bobby Joe just disappears. Uh, necklace. We talked about how the necklace brings out how Ash turns bad again, mm-hmm. and she's trying to kill him. And then he turns back, and he's like, "I'm back. It's me. Don't worry." And it's like, "No, I'd still be keeping <laughs> you at arm's length. I, mean, I was brought back fair... by love. That is an excuse. <laughs> yeah. That Wait, could then, work. Exactly. Then yeah. why wouldn't he go? Oh shit! I should have probably brought Linda back by love. Like, no moment does he go. Oh. Or may- maybe it hit him that like maybe she didn't love me. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you know, like that the was his moment. She, like, huh. this, I know we didn't really get into it, but the scene where she's a deadite in the vice grip and then turns back into herself and she's like please Ash Ash and he's like falling for it again which is amazing because it's a disembodied head and then just the chainsawing her and I'm blood spraying think, everywhere because that's that's a trope that a lot of times they do in movies yeah. where it's like I'm just your grandma it's very fine well, they- would I fall for it if it would, I probably, I probably would. I, I think, think it was somebody would. that I. Well, know? yeah, but yeah. I think no. Not I think if it was just a head. Here's, here's, like, mm. Jesse doesn't well, no, care no, 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 about anyone. I think, I think here's the question: is if you if you believe that like if you're thinking like oh what if it's part of her soul that I could still save if if maybe oh. that's what it is maybe it's like I know it's not really her but maybe maybe part of her is trying to come back from he's he's, he's got yeah. all the logic I mean because they did it a couple times they did Chopra up in here with Henrietta also yeah Henrietta like sings the song to study girl but I wish I knew her name no that's her name that's her name it's study girl not Linda but just we gotta get into the best the best part of the movie the best part of the movie is when he gets the quintessential look for Ash which is going in there and the montage of grabbing all the parts and then he holds up the chainsaw hand saws off the the double barrel shotgun flips it around 
And can we play clip number 10, please? Groovy. That's where Groovy yeah. started. Mm. Yeah. And that's where the end of this movie is a great... This movie's a great build to Army of Darkness, because Army of Darkness is a one-liner machine. Mm-hmm. Where, where he's like, you're a ruler of Jack and shit, and Jack's out of town, you know? It's like, that's so good! There's, hey, she-bitch, come get some. You know, it's hail to the king, baby. All that. Duke Nukem got all yeah. of his things. Where Actually, the du- last one I was on was uh, uh, They Live. And like yeah. Duke Nukem stole, stole from all their lines everything. from this Army of Darkness and They Live. Yep. 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 So, Groovy, what was your reaction the first time you saw him? Did you know he's going to attach the chainsaw to his hand? I, like... Well, because they had the image in the book oh, of okay, like okay. him with the yeah, with yeah. the chainsaw. When they allude to Army of Darkness, there in the yeah. book. Like, so I sort of yeah. they say he's the chosen one. Man, he looks kind of like me. That's weird. <laughs> That's what he should say there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be tough to make that leap to be like, oh, this book that's been around for hundreds of years. Must be thirteen hundred AD. Must be me. Must be me. Must be me. That checks out. Can we play Groovy one more time? Groovy. Oh my god. That's anytime I think of Bruce Campbell, I I immediately think of Groovy. Groovy. Just he's so he's the epitome of Groovy. Mm. Everything about him. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. Um, I don't even know if I want to improv on that because it's just so good. But if you have something, I mean, I, well, the only thing I was going to say is I was in woodworking class in the eighth grade, um, and I was <laughs> I was creating pieces to fit together, um, and so I just sliced a bunch of like little slits mm-hmm. in the wood, and then I picked it up and I was just staring at it for a while, and it occurred to me, I was like, I, I looked at it and I was like. <laughs> That's the only way to describe like this piece of wood. That's how I felt whenever I played with Lincoln Logs back in the day. Yeah, Groovy. Groovy. Yeah. Every time I pieced them together. Yeah. Have you ever heard my uh, Austin Powers impression? It's yeah. not very good. It goes like this. Groovy. I don't sound anything like Austin Powers. You sound a lot like Bruce Campbell, though. Yeah, it's really yeah. Good. Maybe I should just say it's a Bruce Campbell. Since so we have four minutes say left, say I want to make sure we get into the last Deadite fight, where he's where the Deadite's neck stretches out to a Brontosaurus-style dead, Deadite. And it's an amazing fight where clearly uh, Bruce Campbell's just punching air, and they mm-hmm. superimpose the film on top of it with the stop motion. It's incredible. It's the, making a the chimpanzee fist noise fight back too. and forth. That's, yeah, <laughs> it's like Whoa, I don't know what's going on there. And then the whole thing was they had to read from the Book of the Dead to bring it to to bring it out into the physical world, kind of like ripping Freddy out of the dreams. Yeah, and then kill and then send it back in, kill it and send it back in. And then they had send to it all open back the, in, open yeah. the portal mm-hmm. so that all the spirits yeah. would go back. So, but my favorite thing, he chops off Brontosaurus Deadite. And then, uh, but Brontosaurus Deadite has to get one final word in before getting its face blown off. Can we play the final sound clip, number hey, one? I'll follow your soul! I'll follow your soul! I'll follow your soul! <laughs> Swallow this. I love that it's still screaming mm. as it's exploding. <laughs> as if it has any vocal cords or anything left. <laughs> Well, as we've learned, like body parts apparently can yep. exist independent of the rest of its body. So <laughs> it just his vocal cords were still possessed, and it was like. Aah! And at that point, I mean, he really was just making false statements. There's no way he could do any more. He has he, no su- stomach. She, she could put, do any more. Yeah, yeah there's right. no yeah. no esophagus anymore. It was half of one. Mm. It was really em- false threat, empty threats. I like it. Sounds like an empty threat though, too. Like yeah. it's like I'm a little demon. Please, and you're like nah, get out of here, little demon. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. So then um, uh, she dies because she got stabbed by uh, Ash's hand. Mm -hmm. Dies. Everybody's dead except Ash. Then he gets sucked back through the portal with his, his car 
slams down, knights arrive, and they're like, you're our savior! And we realize that Army of Darkness is going to happen now, or maybe not, I don't know, because at the time I don't know if they actually knew they were going to be able to make Army of yeah, Darkness. Yeah, I think, I think the idea was like, oh yeah, no, this is the end, because it kind of, like... It kind of is open-ended, but also not yeah. open-ended. And then in Army of Darkness, they don't really mention that no. that scene. No, because he just immediately is enslaved, yeah. and, and he's he's a bad guy to them until he can prove otherwise. Right. This is this is what happened in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The first two, and then the third one, they go back to, what, Imperial China? <laughs> That's what it is. And they're like, what is this? Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles stole from Army of Darkness. Huh? Figure that one out. Uh, can we play uh, Groovy one more time? Groovy. Oh, God, I love this movie. It's so groovy. If you haven't seen Evil Dead 2, watch it. If you're not watching Ash vs. Evil Dead and you're a fan of Evil Dead, you're really doing yourself a disservice. They're halfway through the first season, the second season now. You can pay $8.99 and watch all 20 episodes by the time you paid $9 for it. It's worth it. Support Bruce Campbell. Support Sam Raimi. Support awesome horror comedy because it doesn't come along that often. Now... Ladies and gentlemen, where can they find you? Where can we find you two on you the socials? You, you on you the socials and the media. All right. You can find me at Too Much Jesse on Twitter. Uh, sketch coming soon, uh, promlosers.com, and uh, podcast 86 Charles. Uh, you, oh, wow. Yeah, great. Yeah, you you can find me at uh, uh, David Kane One on Twitter. What was that again? David Kane One. And, uh, you know, I get the sub in uh, film festivals around. Nice. And, uh, yeah. What was your sketch show again? My, I got a sketch show on the 9th at the Pack Theater. All right. Yeah. All right. All and right. you can find me at, at the Ben Begley. At Guilty Movie Guys is the Twitter handle for here. At Funhouse Mass for Funhouse Massacre. And uh, you can check that out. I've said it a hundred times. It's on Showtime now. Tweet me a photo of you watching it. Let me know what you thought of it. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the grooviest podcast you've seen all week. But I want to know, what is your Guilty Movie pleasure? Groovy. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.